There we go. Hey, everybody, we are live. Um, I think one of the uh, one of the things I want to do is work on a little bit of a, a good fun transition into the into the interview. So I'll try to figure out some clever stuff. Sure. Um, good morning, everybody. I'm Ken Stearns. I'm the the host of the Jar Foundation podcast. This is all about, you know, it's all really all things mental health. And today, uh, really kind of exciting for me because I have I have a, a guest who's an old friend, uh, Jessica. Morning, Jessica. Good morning. And Jessica and I met on the road uh, with the Jar, mm -hmm. the uh, the original Jar podcast, and we had a great uh, a great interview on her back porch. Uh, she was like a, the hostess with the mostess. We had. You know, I had snacks and, and all kinds of stuff. And it was a great kind of a fall. It's fall. I guess it was a summer day, you know, kind of getting into the late, late summer. And um, just impressed by Jessica's story, her tenacity, um, her, you know, willingness to face face life and kind of face her demons a little bit. Like the life demons, not your, not your demons in your head, but the demons of life. And, and you know, kind of get back on on the saddle and. A lot of that, again, one of the reasons we're doing the show is her own journey is not, you know, not about a guided one all the way, right? It's a lot about self-discovery and kind of grinding it out. And, and I thought you're a good, and then trying to do something, Jessica, with, you know, with your life experiences and, and putting that to purpose. And I think that's a great, and I, and I think it's a good, I think it's a great sharing. Um, and, you know, so let's make, I want to make sure today we get a little bit who you are. Yeah. And, you know, how you kind of ended up where you're at. And, and I love what you're doing today. And so I think we, I want to make sure we get, you know, people, the message we walk away with is, you know, how to kind of turn, you know, how to turn that, those life experiences into action, really. And even yeah. though you may not know what you're the end result, a bit like me, uh, you're yeah. going down, you're going down that road. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting. The end result. Um, I've been I've been thinking a lot about that and talking a lot about that with people. This idea that there is like everything that happens, every tool that we have is just sort of these puzzle pieces, and mm -hmm. we don't we don't have you know how you're putting a puzzle together. You have the picture in front of you. Yeah. We don't have the picture in front uh, of us necessarily. We might have like a vision, some direction of where we're going, but all of these pieces are coming in. So it's kind of figuring out, okay, how do they, all of these pieces work together? And what is that larger picture going to look like? Oh, I, I love that analogy. And for a lot of people, I think that's really scary. And I think even for me um, in when I was younger, that's that's a scary place. Uncertainty. Uncertainty can be really yeah. scary place. I now feel an excitement about uncertainty. <laughs> and I think it's because I have at least a better idea of the direction that I'm going. Hmm. Hmm. How did and you? Yeah. And yeah. More tools to. Um, uh. More tools to pivot or to adapt um to change and situations yeah. that that come in that may be uncomfortable challenging difficult hmm. a little background maybe tell tell yeah. a little, little your background story your backstory yeah so um this is this is great because i am working on a book so now that i've said that Oh, live. 
put it out there in the universe. Keeping me accountable for, for writing it. Um, and I'm starting with the passing of our twins. Hmm. So, you know, you can hear that episode. I think it's episode 72 on numbers. Okay. That's great. Our podcast. Um, so 2014, 23 week and pregnant with twins is going well, going well. And then 23 weeks, they, the heart stopped. Um, so from that point, I really had no idea that was going to be my life, right? Hmm. I had no idea where uh, where to go from there. That was what I expected to be my purpose. I had hmm. purchased, um, you know, I, I joined a twins group on Facebook. I purchased all these different items um, that now were going to get no use. You had so, the puzzle. You had the puzzle picture. Yeah, I had, I, I thought I did. Yeah. You, I mean, you had it there in front of you. It's in your mind, right? You had it. Yeah. And that was really shattered. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so after a few months of mourning and grieving and the spring, so this was in fall, it was actually the day before Thanksgiving. And mm. I remember uh, that we found out uh, a couple days, maybe maybe before Thanksgiving. That no, that was the day before Thanksgiving, 2014, that we found out that their heart stopped. And the specialist who we just met, she came in and she said, um, "It's okay to not be thankful." And I said, "I still have things to be thankful for." Like it was just this really mm. powerful moment of strength in that moment. Certainly a long road to to and still continue continuing to process mm. and heal. Um, but in that moment, I I found that strength to still have some bit of gratitude, even in the face of that loss. And um and the day after Thanksgiving, so we, we still met with family on Thanksgiving. Everybody kind of said their goodbyes. Um, we still miraculously had laughs. There was, there was sadness, but there was also levity. And, um, and the day after we delivered and, and it was hard, it was hard for everybody. Um, the spring following that, um, the next year, I was like, you know, you're watching everything in bloom. Other people are having babies. And I was getting really bitter. I was upset about the coming of life because I had this loss. Yeah, absolutely. At some point, and this is just, this is a piece that I'm still trying to figure out. What is it in people that they just decide that they yeah. don't want to feel a certain way or that they want to change? I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, if there was like something that we could, some way that we could figure that out. But I just decided I didn't want to feel this way. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be bitter. It's the two roads, right? Yeah. I, I just had an interview with somebody who had a loss like this. And he's like, there's two roads, bitter, dark, 
dank, angry. Yeah. You know what? Right. He, his interview, or you take this road of it's, you know, the other road. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you turned the, you, you changed roads. Yes. Uh, One thing I think that did help early on is that after that loss, I, I didn't have necessarily a problem with drinking, but I, I drank. Um, But after that loss, I took like a month or month and a half off from drinking because I knew that that would, that that would be a problem or that could be a problem because I was in this really yeah. bad emotional well, you're state. Just numbing, you're just numbing yourself. Right. So I, I did make that decision. Um, but in the summer, I was like, I don't want to be bitter. <laughs> so... <laughs> So um, at the time I was going to a church, um, I started meditating. I started uh, just being open to Mm. whatever I could hear, whatever I could receive. I remember having this sort of vision, and maybe this is a little frou-frou for some people, but I remember having this, this vision of these two like, um, like cherubim, and this rainbow and these like hearts kind of tying together. And it inspired actually the tattoos that both my husband and I have. Uh, we have a uh, two red balloons and the strings are their names. And we so we did name them Darling and May. Um, we named them actually what their middle names would be. So we've never revealed what their first names would have yeah. been. Um, so in that summer, I, so that, so I started with kind of like that mental piece of, okay, yeah. how can I slow down? And yes. then I stumbled upon a book because I was looking for inspiration. I was looking for motivation and I stumbled upon a book called 1000 ways. And I, cause I was just looking for this 1001 ways to live in the moment. Um, and that's by a gal, um, Barbara Ann Kipfer. Okay. Stumbled upon that book. Could not tell you what I, (laughs) what I read in it. It was a while back, but I remember that helped just having some way to slow down and get into a mindful space. I was listening to a local radio station and an advertisement for a singing group came up and I love singing. So I joined that group for a couple of years and that helped. So it was basically just kind of this journey of trying things that I thought would help just intuitively without the science, without, without knowing yeah, the science yeah. behind these things, just intuitively, I thought, okay, singing and dancing. I need and social connection because it was a, a Sweet Adeline's choir uh, chorus. Yeah, Sweet Adeline's. Yep, I was in Sweet Adeline's. <laughs> Confession time. With the doll makeup and everything. I love um, it. I love it. Um, so I joined that and um, just for a couple of years, it, it was a lot. Um, <laughs> and then I got into yoga. So I had, was all, I love that. And then I got into yoga. It was all over into, after that. Yeah. So I had actually practiced yoga before <clears throat> um, 
just as like another, like an alternative. I, yeah. I've always been into fitness. Um, so it was more of a physical practice for me, um, mm. just a different way to move my body. And then when I was pregnant, I needed to slow down at when, at when we found out that we had twins, I needed to slow down what I was doing with my workouts. So I found just some YouTube prenatal yoga class, yoga mm. classes. Yeah. So I had been practicing yoga and I went to a studio for the first time um, in the fall of 2015. And then the winter of 2016, I started my yoga teacher training. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing that. That was, yeah, 2016. So I've been teaching for about seven years. Um got really interested the last year or so in uh well i was when i when i started teaching i wanted to learn well why are we doing these moves so it's a curiosity always curious about well do we really need to do headstand uh the answer is no <laughs> I just thought, okay, well, that, nope. do we really need to do right there's nothing that we that you have to do as as part of a, a physical practice of yoga or even a meditative practice. Um, and so just kind of learning and reworking the way that I taught, the way that I practiced. And then in the past year or so got really into understanding the neuroscience behind certain healthy habits. Um, reading about breathing, James Nestor's book, uh, the new science of a lost art. Oh yeah, where he talks about breath. Um, just understanding. I wanted to learn more about the brain and how it works together with the different habits. The different. Okay. Learn about mindset. Learn about habits. Learn about how to live our most in in the best possible way that we can came across huberman lab so um andrew huberman is a neuroscientist out of stanford he has a website called hubermanlab.com i want to say okay um ton of information about everything under the sun um re related to neuroscience so just really got deep into education and and getting curious about what what that is so i put together a program, which I'm still learning about and okay. teaching called the Empowered Mindset Workshop. Looking at how we can build resilience through understanding our mindset. So knowing what mm. we believe, what, what we believe about ourselves, the world around us, and our relationship to the world around us. That first knowledge piece is so important that self-knowledge understanding and that's not even the change piece it's not about it's not about you need to change i never want to tell people that i just want to encourage people to ask themselves questions about what they believe and get curious mm -hmm. about their own mindset around certain around like areas that. of life. Yeah. Stay curious. Yeah. 
Um, so building resilience through self-inquiry, asking mm. yourself questions, understanding your mindset through gratitude. Gratitude when we, um, getting a little sciencey here. When we, right. um, go down the rabbit hole. So when we express gratitude, it releases both serotonin and dopamine. So serotonin is that contentment piece. It's when that's released, we feel calm. And dopamine is that motivation piece. It makes us want to keep doing the thing. Um, I love it. So pairing those two yeah, things yeah. together, right? Like we want to keep being grateful. And then mindfulness. And that's the curiosity piece. It's the observing your senses, observing physical sensation, observing emotion without attaching any judgment to it. So we're not saying, I feel bad, that must be bad. We're saying, I, I feel sad, I feel angry, I feel bitter, I feel happy, I feel joyful. But we're not saying that those things are good or bad. We're just observing, this is where I'm at. Mm. And using those ideas as a way to build resilience. And then adding to that, um, and again, this is just like looking at Huberman, looking at um, other different books that I've read and articles that I've read, came up with seven habits that I think can be implemented into just about any schedule. And that's like that. hydration, sleep, rest, or meditation. And I say it that way because I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> I don't get the proper amount of sleep. I know that. But I've been, one of my goals this year is intentional rest. So yeah, it's okay. take even just for me, and everybody has to decide what works best for them. For me, just a five minute lay down works. And then I'm ready to do all the things again. <laughs> and, get, and get back yeah. on the bicycle. Yeah. yeah. So hydration, sleep, rest, or meditation. Okay. Social connection, which I'm finding is like, you've got to have the support. You've you got to find, you've got to find the support. You need your tribe. Yeah. Um. Nasal breathing, so rather than breathing through your mouth. Okay. Um, you know, we have these little little tiny hair-like structures in the nose that filter out all the garbage. So we wanna we wanna do that. We don't wanna take all the garbage into our into our in, lungs. Into your mouth. Yeah. And then nasal breathing also just helps us slow down the breath. It um, allows for more efficient, uh, efficient lung function. Uh, and again, this is, that's all from, from James Nestor's book, sunlight or alternatively, um, there's other types of light, um, light pads that you can use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, walking alternatively, just moving the eyes back and forth, which, oh, I forget what that is, but that's a, a a um it's a tool that a lot of therapists use to help yeah. people recall trauma 
uh, while they're doing that, and it helps them recall it in a calm way. Hmm. I've, uh, yeah, so that that was actually used on me by a therapist is very effective. But what walking does is it automatically creates that eye movement, which is called optic flow. So when we're walking, oh. we're calm. Interesting. I've also noticed just experimentally when I'm walking with someone, there's so much more openness to talk. Like it feels like my brain moves a little bit quicker and thoughts start to ideas connect rather than when I'm just necessarily sitting down. Yeah, agree, uh, agree. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, oh yeah, I, that, I covered it. That was seven. Yeah, number seven. <laughs> is this the book? So this is that, this will be part of it. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so kind of how, kind of my journey and how I came up with this sort of plan. And then um, implementing those into your schedule. So looking at, okay, when I, when I wake up in the morning, what can I put in just before I get out of bed? Mm. So one of the things that I do is I keep a glass of water by my bedside. Um, both my husband and I have nightstands either side of the bed and keep water on. And so anytime, if we wake up in the middle of the night or um, wake up in the morning before we go to bed, have a little bit of water, stay hydrated, get that hydration going right away in the morning. Um, even just moving in bed. So spinal health, uh, mindful movement. Our spine is like the main, like the most important part of our body. It supports the spinal cord, which is that um, supports the entire nervous system which lets us know how we're feeling and what's going on in the body and also lets us know if something isn't is off um, sure. so keeping the body moving in rotation and lateral flexion in flexion and extension just getting the spine moving to keep it healthy so that we can have good brain brain uh, and yeah. body function um, um. I know that's a lot. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. I had a, I had a, I was going to ask a question, you know, or can first make, maybe make a comment, which is, I, I think one of the things that my, as I'm listening to you is a lot of what I've been sharing on, <clears throat> on different shows, which is this intentional movement, momentum, not mm. movement, not body movement, but the things you've been doing, you've been, you've been very intentionally doing things forward, yeah. not, not always with an expectation of an outcome. Mm -hmm. And, and I, for me, my experience is that lead you, that will open the doors that will lead you, you know, another door and another door, which is your, yeah. what you just shared the journey, which is, you know, these doors are opening. You're curious to peek inside, um, you know, which ones you want to learn more. And, and I think you're going to keep, you know, this kind of evolution uh, is going to keep happening and you're kind of finding your path. It's really interesting to watch. And hear the story now. It's really cool. Yeah. But to hear it again, you know, in a, in a different kind of a light um, or different, not not the same story, different, but interesting to see how it's kind of developing. Yeah. What what do you think? I mean, what is it? You've gone through all of this. And, and like I said, you're a perfect test case or a classic case for what I'm 
talking about, which is that self-discovery, right? A lot of, mm-hmm. you've had the therapy, um, but also you've done a lot of this has been grinding and figuring your own way out. Any, I mean, what advice, you know, what's that, what you're looking back from where you're at, you know, is there a way to shorten this experience for somebody <laughs> or is this what the process is and people should have faith around this, you know, faith in the path? And you know, because it's not easy, what you've gone through is a really, you're talking a lot, quite a few years now mm-hmm. uh, of a journey of self-discovery. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's your, what's your, you know, what's your self-advice if you were to talk to yourself 10 years ago? I think it would be just, it, I think it would be the advice that I got in creative writing classes from one of my uh, professors and mentors, um, which is keep going. Keep, yeah. Right. Like there's no, (laughs) this is the beauty and maybe frustration of life is that timing is different for everybody. Mm. I'm learning that. And so I'm learning to develop more empathy with other people who may not have found that the inner strength or the inner light Hmm. or may not have perceivably found that um, based on different actions or behaviors that they do. Um, But yeah, I think that would be, I think that would be it. And to know, to trust that people are going to be inspired by your story. I've heard so, there's been so many people who have thanked me for sharing things. Mm -hmm. It it causes this ripple effect. Uh, We have this wonderful, um, it's it's not regular and I'm trying to get it to be, but we have this wonderful um, organization called Story Catchers. And it's this community, uh, it's this um, community-based storytelling event okay. that every, it used to be pre-2020, it used to be every month, but um, it's been a little on the lighter side lately. Um, but they did host one in January and it's this beautiful display of people being vulnerable in community, just sharing their story around a certain topic. Mm. Um, And it creates, at least for that moment, um, long-term, sometimes some deep connections, but for that moment, it creates this safety around telling your story, knowing that whatever you say here, you're not, you're going to be it's like the the audience that's paying attention is giving you this sort of invisible hug that it's okay to share. Uh, yeah. And so that would be a thing to find safe spaces that you can share your story because there is somebody that needs to hear it. Needs, there is somebody that needs to hear it. I, yeah. This is so true. 
I love which <clears throat> for sure after, <clears throat> excuse me, I think one of the things that the, doing the jar, um, I for sure, and, and again, sparked up by this, these conversations, you just never know what the person next to you has gone through mm-hmm. or is going through. Yeah. Um, so that part about, you know, giving grace to people, um, it's a real yeah, it's, thing. It's huge. It's huge. It's a real thing. We just don't, yeah. you know, that person that cut you off in the car, person, you know, the checkout person that's rude, you just don't know mm-hmm. what, they're, what they're dealing with. So have yeah. some, you know, have some grace. Mm-hmm. And for yourself. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I have all of these tools, but I have bad days yeah. where maybe I cut somebody off or maybe I'm not the nicest person to customer service, right? Absolutely. So all like just to recognize that this isn't going to be perfect. When I, when I put this empowered mindset stuff together, um, I wanted to put it together and and create these tools that made it accessible for any schedule. And I had in mind, because in addition to all of the things, (laughs) I'm also a payroll manager at a commercial flooring company. So, (laughs) so, um, so part of it is that part of it is I do a lot and I don't want to stop doing the things that I'm doing because I get energy from all of it in some yeah. form or fashion. So how can I support myself? And where can I put place these different habits or place these different tools? Um, and then also thinking about my employees. Um, yeah. They work 12, 14 hour days, um, physical, very physical stuff, everything from tearing out floors to laying down mm-hmm. game lines and putting down graphics. So how can I better support them by bringing them some of these tools? And that's something that I'm still working on um, is bringing that is kind of meeting my passion for mindful movement, meditation and mindset with my job, (laughs) with my, my, you know, my bread and butter job, I'd call it. That's that's one of the things in the foundation where, you know, they're, they're, um, the White House signed in a mental health kind of a, you know, kind of a crisis mm-hmm. act, not an act, mm-hmm. but a, but a, a, I forget what it's like strategies to help address the mental health crisis. And one of them is bringing tools to the workplace. Yeah. And, yeah. I and, just had a industrial based uh, company reach out to me. So not my own, but a different, another company reached out to me and said, Hey, we, we need yoga. I'm like, all right, let's put together a plan and do it. I, so it's a, yeah. It's so it's so true. Even I, I had the idea, I talked to a couple of hotel managers on my journey about using the jar in a group mm. in a group setting mm. to learn empathy and compassion for your fellow worker. I love that. I love that idea. So put the jar in the middle yeah. with two chairs and let people rotate in and out. Yeah. Reading each other's question and yeah. listening to the person. And then really when, listening. Yeah. You got somebody right across from you, mm-hmm. reads a question for you, right? And then you, you know, you answer it and they listen, but also the whole rest of the company is around you. Yeah. And then put two more people in. And you do maybe four questions each. Mm-hmm. 
because I think we talked that you know, one of the things is we look at the person that cut us off and we make all these assumptions mm-hmm. about why they did it to us or their a hole or whatever we come up with, you know. And but reality is they're human. And if we actually met them mm-hmm. in a car, like if we met them in line at the grocery store or heard their story, you know, we yeah. might have a completely different view. So if we knew what their life's experience or life views were, we'd have some compassion for them and acceptance. And I think it worked. We, we, we presume a lot and assume a lot about actions, mm-hmm. behaviors, and we don't really know people's intent. Yeah. We form and we form intent. Let, let each other be human and keep trying to do our best. And trying to get better. Yeah. It's, Really great conversation, Jessica. Um, Thank you. You know, I, I love uh, I love the story, and I love the the seven where how you're coming along with with all the ideas coming together, mm-hmm. all your research, you know, really research and life, and then practicing it and kind of kind of recooking it. And it'd be really interesting to see how the book comes along, the structure. Yeah. You yeah. know, when you get it all structured, and then then you're done. Once you get the structure, you just gotta put the, <laughs> you got then the easy part is just putting in a couple thousand, ten thousand words, nothing. <laughs> See, yeah, and I'm going. I'm doing it different. I I just start. I'm just writing. So I have a couple. Of, I have a couple of uh, my first two chapters uh, drafted. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. How about some? Um, it's been a great. I think any. So two, maybe two more things. One is you know any kind of messages. Uh, last message. I think you've kind of you had a good you had a good life kind of uh, points there. Your reflection part. But any other last message? And then how do people find you if they want to hear more about mm-hmm. your story or they just want to stay in contact or reach out to you? Yeah. How do they how do they find you? Yeah. So or, and um, get a message to. Yeah. A couple quick things. Um, so a friend of mine and I started a podcast called That's Deep with Eden and Jess, which is conversations around vulnerability, authenticity um, around certain topics. Okay. Um, just had a wonderful conversation with my dad and that's going to come out on sunday can you put that in the chat can you type yeah. that in the, type that in the chat so people can so it's a it's a record yeah um oh that's good you had your dad on the show yeah we just oh, went I'm we so just jealous went there yeah yeah. <sighs> yeah um eden and jess yeah, so that's on both YouTube. So there's a, a, a vulnerability uh, element there, just being right, like video, like this. <laughs> um, uh, so it's on YouTube, but then it's also just about anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Okay. Um, and then uh, the other thing, so our first episode was called Going in Afraid, and it's just myself and Eden having a conversation about what we're doing or what we think we're doing or what we're trying to do <laughs> do with this podcast and what it looks like and who we are and um, why people should care or maybe why maybe people don't care and do we care <laughs> right like I love that if we care about it that's enough um, so go in afraid try things out see what works um, so many good conversations. We've had now 12 guests, 11, 11 episodes are out. And all of them have 
amazing stories and wisdom share. And then the other thing is just kind of a, maybe a little promo and I don't know who this will all see, but I know that I'll be sharing it with my people. So I wanna put this out there next Tuesday evening. Um, so there's this men's mental health initiative called Dudes and Tacos. And tacos is an acronym. I never remember what it is. <laughs> People can look it up. Talk, um, talk acceptance, love, kindness, and <laughs> uh, something. Um, but it's a free event through a uh, through a youth services, mental health, and foster care organization, nonprofit mm. organization in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay. And they're having me on next Tuesday evening, or in next Tuesday evening, to guide. Broga, um, where I'll be guiding some mindful movement, some meditation, and talk a little bit about mindset. And yeah, there's so there is so tacos is an acronym, but they also serve tacos. So I mean, yeah, great. Those kind of places, you know, can you interesting to see how those work? And you know, maybe you get some of those stuff becomes kind of grow platform yeah. to platform. And then where people can find me yeah. is. On LinkedIn, yeah. On Facebook, on Instagram, just about. I'm on TikTok, but that, <laughs> like, there, it's, it's all kinds of different videos there. So you'll see me doing some yoga. You'll see me doing some walk and talks, but then you'll also see me smoking a cigar. So, <laughs> so <laughs> there's all kinds of, you know, you you can really get to know me. <laughs> I'm TikTok. all of the things. Um, uh, I love it. And, yeah. and smoking cigars. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know. And then and, my business is called Yoga Story. And it's called Yoga Story. Yoga Story. And just this idea that we can, that we don't even, I just said, you know, don't be afraid to tell your story. But for those of us that it's difficult, we can use the body. We can use movement mm. to express emotion and to tell our story through movement. It is, and that's huge. Um, there's a lot of people where it is hard to share. So what what else can I do? Hmm. You can move your body. We just about all of us have some capacity to move our bodies in some form or fashion. Absolutely, I, yeah. yeah. Jessica, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Ken. It was so good to see you and talk to you. Yeah, it's really great to see you and and, and chat and catch and up. Thank and you to all who listen. <laughs> yeah, we get, you know, you get, yeah, we got, you know, I think the well, we'll get a it's also we'll also uh ultimately we'll put this up on um on the foundation. We have a, a channel on YouTube or uh, not YouTube, well YouTube. It'll go on our YouTube channel for the jar as a mm -hmm. stream. Uh, goes on LinkedIn on my profile, and then we're also um, we're on Facebook. Uh, we'll be on the Jar Facebook, so this will be a th on Facebook. You can find it, and then of course LinkedIn, and uh, we'll put it up on Apple Podcasts uh, in a few a couple weeks. Yay. So yeah, so it's it's out there, it's out there in the universe now. And thanks everybody for listening. We've got you know randomly get a few people here and there, and I think more people kind of you know skim through and um, appreciate the comments. Jen Shade, who was a guest. Uh, gave us some love. She's great. Oh, radio. Yeah. She's a super rock star radio host. Um, she was so much, she had a great story. 
Um, so thanks everybody for everybody listening and everybody watching. Appreciate it. And again, Jessica, thanks so much for, for being part of the fabric of the story. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you.